those of you who listen to Steve Swift's rambling reviews and make it part of your daily routine, and there are a lot of you, which is beautiful, and thank you so much. I do mean that, actually. Thank you. Um, we'll know that I have the WWF, or E, network, and um, it's not for current shows, although I am um, I am looking at and uh, reviewing NXT for um, Saturday night, or Sunday night, should I say, main event, but it's mainly because, and I'm walking and talking while I'm doing this review, because I like to keep working, it's mainly because I like the older stuff, the older WWF stuff, when it was the WWF, I like the, um, I like the, the in-ring stuff, so the sort of, um, independent stuff, and one of those from the old school would be World Class Championship Wrestling, WCCW, and they've got a load of those programmes, the weekly programmes from the Sportatorium on there, it's like the, the start of tomorrow, today, it really is, and so I've had a look at a January 1982 one. I think it's, if I remember rightly, is the earliest they go back on the WWF network. It's really rather good. I mean, it's 1982, so you know what you're going to get. As I say, it's from the Sportatorium. And you've got Gene Goosen, who tells us halfway through the show, he's the announcer. Tells us, well, Mark Laurence is the announcer from the ring. Been doing it for years. And he will be doing it for years. Um, But it's Joe Goosen who does the... um, It's not Joe Goosen, is it? Who does the... um, the announcing at the top of the programme, it's Gene Goosen, Joe Goosen is a boxing trainer, and a very good one at that, was Ryan Garcia's boxing trainer, but not anymore. Anyway, halfway through the show, he'll tell us that he is, uh, he's reached the big time now, he's in the WCCW, and actually, there's some veracity to that statement, because it was a big wrestling programme when it was around, based around the Von Erich family, and later on, you're going to have Kevin and Kerry, talking about their match, their upcoming match on this year card. But before we get there, we've got Jose Lothario on colour commentary, famously the trainer and mentor of Shawn Michaels, as we know. And the first match is Tom Shaft versus Carlos Zapata. Let's not spend too much time on Mr Zapata. It's actually quite a squash, this. But Tom Shaft, who calls himself Boogaloo, is... um, Making his debut in WCCW, and I think perhaps making his first foray into wrestling. Well, probably wrestling, big time wrestling, to use Gene's um, comment. Later on, we'll see him on promo. But first of all, he's, he's won a lot of tough man competitions. And he goes all over the country, picking up, as he says later, prizes of $10,000 and that sort of thing. And he's, So he's a tough guy. I mean, a big, muscly... But in those days, not kind of really cut. You know, that came in, a, in the mid-80s, in my view. But a, a big fella. And um, he's calling himself Boogaloo, so I'm wondering whether or not he actually is a tough man that's become a wrestler. I think that happened more when you've got UFC and other mixed martial arts coming in. So I think, actually, he is someone who re- who is a, and has been a wrestler. I don't know. Maybe Tom can tell me, but... Um, it's all right, this. 
He gets into the ring just as just as Big Daddy Bundy. Yes, we'll more of him in a minute. Yeah, oh yes. He leaves, and uh, he sort of looks at him as if to say, "What are you doing? You're right in my way. I'm supposed to be making an entrance here." He gets a headlock and a drop kick, then another headlock. Come on. Mind you, it is from the early 80s, so you've got to expect a bit of that. I shouldn't expect too many moves that we've seen in the latter years, although you do get some, actually. More of that in a minute as well. To get out of it, Zapata bites um, Tom Shaft's nose, and then Tom sort of hits a... It looks like a butt bump to me, or a hip attack, if you want to say that now, for the pin. Now, later on, he'll do a promo, and he's bloody great. I mean, he gives us... A promo he doesn't, he doesn't need to refer to Gene Goosen. He's, he gets all the opponents in. He talks about opponents that he can wrestle. He talks about what he's going to do to them. It's as if it's fully formed. It's like he's been to a wrestling academy and he's been there for weeks and he's come out with great promo skills. I'm not sure if this is his first time in a wrestling ring. I'm really not. But I'm liking what he does. Next we've got the monk. We don't know where he's come from, but he's got a big beard. Versus Big Daddy Bundy. It's King Kong Bundy with hair. Yeah, and he's got a sort of hillbilly gym. Well, he's doing it before hillbilly gym shtick, really, which is not the dungarees, but a big check shirt and um, and the trousers, you know, the jeans, with um, with a, a sort of string belt. So yeah, it's uh, that's that's where that's where he is, and he um, it doesn't take long really to have a go here. It's short. I think it's probably necessarily short. He gets an arm lock, does uh, the monk, but Big Daddy Bundy throws him down. Crowd love Bundy, and I'm not surprised. He is a big fella, and he's got charisma. Um, He's a good guy here, and uh, he gets up for a leg drop. Does Bundy, that's great. And a bear hug into a slam for the pin. Now, you don't often see that. It's a simple thing, isn't it? Why don't I turn the bear hug into a slam? You don't often get that. It's just usually a bear hug, and he's given up everybody. Or if is it any a clap or something like that? That's a really good move. As I say, short needed to be done. Then we've got Jesse. We've got Jesse Rampalago Leon, Relam, sorry Relampago Leon, who has a go with the great Kabuki, who's with Gary Hart. Always great to see Gary Hart, a real favourite manager of mine, the nefarious Gary Hart. And Kabuki, I suppose, is. And I've read Gary Hart's autobiography, and I can't remember whether. He was around before Muta, but I think he was. So we've got the um, the mist, and we've got the hair all over the face, and the and the, you know the facial makeup for Kabuki, and we've got the green hands, and he's sort of holding them out, coming towards Relampago, and um, it's really well done actually. But in this match, there's going to be one move that Kabuki's going to use over and over again, and I don't like it. First of all, we get a wrist lock from Relampago. Great spinning kick from Kabuki. And, you know, it was early on that, that, that those feet were being used, the educated feet. So there you go. People like that. Then he grabs um, Relampago from the back under both armpits. And apparently it's a nerve hold from one of the martial arts holds. It's not. He's just grabbed him under the, under the armpits. It doesn't look great. Later on, we get a knife-edge chop. Then he goes back to grabbing him under the armpit. Missile drop kick. Missile drop kick from Relampago off the top rope, off the top turnbuckle. Missile drop kick. Then he runs into a back kick, unfortunately. Before that, we've gone back to the armpits again. That's three times. 
He's just grabbing his armpit hair, isn't he? Yeah, armpit hair. It's not a martial arts move. Is that? I've never seen that before. And then, he, and then Kabuki walks the middle rope for a leg drop and the pin. It's great, actually. And Kabuki wants afters. Hart pulls him away. Pulls him out of the ring by, his, by the waistband of his trousers. But Terry Von Erich's in there, aiming real kicks at him and having to be taken away by the ref. It's really good heat, actually. And your main event is Kevin and Kerry versus Armand Hussein and Killer Brooks. Killer Brooks I've seen many times. Not seen Armand Hussein before. Uh, he's uh, apparently a colonel in the Camel Corps. I don't know what the Camel Corps is, but there you go. He's got the curly boots. You know, that uh, the Iron Sheik's got and that um, Slaughter had once he became, you know, once he went, when he became under the guise of Colonel Mustafa, the Iron Sheik and all of that, and General Adnan, remember that. And, um... I think the idea of, of Armand is that he might have converted, and the crowd don't like it, uh, you know, but it, because it's it's something different. I'm not from here. It's that sort of thing. Well, it's actually really good, this. It's kind of organised chaos, because both Von Erics have got the energy, and um, Hussein is all over Kerry at the, at the, at the beginning of this fight. Um, Kevin gets in, but the ref hasn't seen the tag. So, you know, the crowd are really into this. At one point, Brooks pulls Kev- Kerry over the top rope by his hair. There's two refs in the ring. I didn't know if they were at the beginning. I just noticed halfway through the match. And they're all in. They're all in fighting. And in the end, Kerry uses Sunset Flip off the top. I don't think he's the legal man at all for the pin. But, you know, it's the Von Erics, isn't it? And it's built around them. So, but it was a really good match. It was a really kind of hot mess of a match. And a real energy of energy of a match and I really enjoyed seeing this considering it was 1982 and I'm thinking well I'm not really massively keen on wrestling of that era I really start in I mean I start with English wrestling from sort of late 70s but I start with American wrestling from the mid 80s really this was really good a really good episode really built well good characters can't wait to see the next one I'm going to go through the years yeah I think I will and I'm looking forward to it. See you there. Ta-ta.